Welcome to season three of the You Belong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong Podcast. My name is Braden, your host. Super excited for another episode. Glad everybody is tuning in on this video edition. We got none other than me, Lance Hamby in me. the studio, We're air not. quotes. <laughs> for those of you watching, you don't know. It looks like a studio. And those of you listening, you have no idea where Word. we're at. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lance, how you feeling this morning? I'm tired. <laughs> Why are you tired? Well, you know, we had a late night at youth. Mm. I'm just tired. <laughs> you got a lot of dramatic pauses. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you're tired. Did you not get enough sleep? No. Mm. You need to get more sleep. Cured. I think that's a prevalent problem in America. America. People uh -huh. don't want to sleep. Do you get enough sleep? Probably not. Mm -mm. I think I get enough, like... I'm not like falling asleep ever. Now a doctor might say I don't get enough sleep though, but I think I get an adequate amount because I'm fine. Say that again. Adequate <laughs> amount of sleep. <laughs> I get an adequate amount of sleep. Let's talk about. You don't even know what we're talking about. I do too. You do? Mm -hmm. um, Lance, question. How are you feeling about this heat? It's in hot. Alabama. It's getting super hot. It is. Me and Pastor Austin were talking about it yesterday. And he has confirmed being from the north, mm. which I mean, you're. I am as well. Yeah, but I mean, you're not. I don't know. I'm you from know the north. You are from the north, but like you've been here long enough. Half of my to life was in the north. That's not true. I'm 24, moved when I was 12 from Michigan. Mm -hmm. 12 plus 12 is 24. Half of my life has still li been you lived from Michigan in to the north. No. I did move to Florida. Which means it's even less time in the South because Florida, not the South. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? He has confirmed that moving to the South, that the heat down here is on another level. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because of the humidity. There it's was a very common phrase. In the because like it got hot in the summer up in Michigan, mm -hmm. um, but like it would get in the 90s sometimes, mm -hmm. like in June and July, and it was hot. But, but the humidity wasn't like 97%. Yeah, like it was last night, it was like muggy. Nine o'clock, mm -hmm. 10 o'clock even after I went out to eat. Mm -hmm. And it was still hot outside. And it like, upsets what? me because you know me, I love to be outside. Yeah. I like to be outside in the great outdoors. It's almost too hot to be outside though. Sometimes, yeah. You have to go at like 5 a.m. You know what we should midnight. try? We should try frying an egg <laughs> on the ground. You ever heard of that? Happening? We did when I worked at Nellie Mae. <clears throat> that's a boutique store it is in Tuscumbia Alabama mm. we uh it was really hot one day and the heat index was like crazy mm -hmm. and we put a pan of cookies in my uh our, my co-worker Jess's car she had a, a like an all black car black mm -hmm. interior everything or whatever so it was like the perfect absorbent of heat mm -hmm. and the cookies cooked the cookies cooked <laughs> like all the way or just like a little bit they, I mean, we left them in there for a few hours, but they 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 cooked pretty 
the way that I like them. I like cookies like almost I feel like half when done. When you put an oven on though, don't you, when you bake cookies, isn't it on like at least like 350 degrees? Mm-hmm. It ain't getting 350 degrees in a car. So how is that cooking? Well, but if you leave it in, you leave it. You leave cookies in an oven at 350 degrees for like 15 minutes. It's true. You math. leave cookies and yeah, mm. exactly. You're supposed to be the math wizard. Less degrees, more minutes. Thank you, Lord. Ratios. We're not here to talk about ratios, though. We are here to talk about something else. So a couple weeks ago at um, one of our recent Bible studies, we were covering Matthew chapter 7. 7. And <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, verse 6 um, is an interesting verse that kind of can apply to the previous five verses, but also can be kind of like a standalone almost. Mm-hmm. And um, I touched on it, but I was like, I think this could be something cool to talk about in the podcast and continue mm-hmm. with more conversation. Yeah. Because um, we, me and you had even talked about it a little bit and was like, okay, yeah, I'd like there was more I could have said there. And so I was like, I'll save it for the podcast. So let's get into it. No, Read it for the people. Yeah, I mean, uh, Matthew chapter seven, verse six, it says, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, mm. my mom used to quote that verse a lot. And really? Yes, she did. I don't know why. <laughs> she had That's many the verse. <laughs> yeah, she had many reasons, but it was like I can't remember what version it is. I think it's the K, the KJV, mm. and it says, "Don't cast your pearls before swine." <laughs> I like it's that version like, better. <laughs> I don't know because that one sounds kind of innocent. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. Yeah. Don't cast your pearls before swine. <laughs> it's very professional mm-hmm. sounding. I like it. There's another word, not professional, but like, I don't know, just more like serious, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. More oomph into it. <laughs> <laughs> just more to it. Um, but yeah, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Mm-hmm. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Mm-hmm. Uh, initial thoughts. Kind of an interesting verse. Mm-hmm. Pearls to pigs. What the heck does that mean? I think Tell a lot them. of people who would read it, a lot of maybe people new to church, new to the Bible, would be like, "What is this saying? What the heck does this mean?" And so, let's talk about <clears> it. <throat> Got some questions, kind of, um, to get through and and talk about this kind of um, this verse and what we can get from it. And so, I think there's kind of two principles that we can kind of go, and I think we can touch on both. Mm-hmm. Um, one, this verse is talking about. Um, whenever you're preaching the gospel to unbelievers Mm -hmm. and how you shouldn't basically that, like it's preaching the gospel to unbelievers. But then another avenue you could go is just people in general and the time investing in your everyday life. Yeah. yeah. Just the time you invest in the people, regardless of if Mm -hmm. they're believers or unbelievers, like just people in your life. And so one is like preaching the gospel to unbelievers. The other is just investing time into people, whoever it is. Um, And so the first one preaching the gospel to people, if we kind of go, that route and touch on that for a little bit. Um, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Mm-hmm. So basically what's holy is the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, the good news, Jesus, um, on people who are unholy. And mm-hmm. these, uh, this is talking about people that are unbelievers. And I think people who like know they're unbelievers, mm-hmm. know that they're sinning, like know yeah. they're in the wrong and don't want to change. Like these are people, not like somebody that's unaware that they're not a Christian or unaware that they're sinning. Like it's somebody who's like, oh, I know that church thing. I know God or whatever, but I that's not for me. Like they're rejecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's saying, don't waste your time because they're going to reject you. Like I'd say like after that initial time, like, yeah, share the gospel and then they're going to reject it. And then if you keep going back to them, 
you're just wasting time. You know this person is not going to listen to you. They're going to continue to just shut you down, continue, and it's going to snowball into that last verse, which says, then, or that last part of the verse, then they're going to turn and attack you. It's going to turn into persecution quickly, probably, <clears throat> when you try and be, pers- like, if you're persistent mm-hmm. in a bad way, like, if you're just going to continue to try and um, shove the gospel down their throat and just shove it in their face, it's not going to work because they've already made up their mind. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to accept it. Um, and so this verse is talk- like, don't waste your time mm-hmm. going to find people who are mm-hmm. open to it, find people who are going to receive it. And I think that process is like, you're going to have to go to a lot of people. And so people might reject you at first and you did your job though. You, you threw, like you planted the seed. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to God to whether he's going to grow that seed in them or not. And it's up to the Holy spirit. Like if they're going to accept the gospel or not, like mm-hmm. that's not on us. We don't have to mm-hmm. worry about going back and back and growing that mm-hmm. seed for them. That's the power of the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, What's interesting is, um, and I talked about this at the Bible study, don't throw your pearls to pigs. I think it's an interesting analogy. use of words, yeah. analogy and use of words, and how the whatever version you're talking about, don't cast the pearls um, to the swine, right? Mm-hmm. So when I think of throwing, I think of like, that's a very like, almost aggressive, like you're throwing pearls, like you're not like handing them to somebody. And mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of the picture of like, these people who are unbelievers, you're throwing your pearls at them. So you're throwing the gospel at them, which kind of seems to me is like almost coming in a judgmental way mm-hmm. and not in a loving way. And this is something where it's like, <clears throat> oh, we, I know they're living wrong. Like they need to change. And so you're just like throwing it at them. Like you need this, you need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like you're wrong for this. Um, and so I think that's kind of interesting. Like we shouldn't throw our pearls to pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes I think we need to give our pearls to people mm-hmm. and like hand them to them and not throw it at them. We need to hand the gospel to people, you know, in a loving way, in a gentle way and not like come at them like we're God and we're judging them because that's mm-hmm. not our place. Yeah, that's the key part, how you said we're not God. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. can't, you you have no authority to enact justice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's not our place to, to do it. And so when we throw pearls, I feel like that's kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. And if we continue to just throw them at them, that's why they're going to trample the pearls Mm -hmm. because they don't want to hear that. And then they're going to turn and attack us. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to use whatever we're going like, and they're going to, they're going to persecute us. They're going to attack us for what we're doing. And that could look like a a numerous amount of things. Um, It could be just words. It could be physical. It could be, I don't know. Like there's just so many ways that that person could turn and attack you, but they're going to, it's like saying like they will do that. Mm-hmm. Almost eventually, like if you continue to go back and continue to waste your time, mm-hmm. they're going to eventually come at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess when it comes to that, when it comes to um, preaching the gospel in that aspect, and we'll get to the other one in a little bit, um, why I, we've kind of talked about that, but Lance, why do you think, um, why should we, like it almost feels unloving, like, oh, we should stop <coughs> sharing the gospel with somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, why? I mean, what if they change or what if they eventually do? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Of like, it's saying like, don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. So this verse has a lot to unpack and it requires you not just reading it for its surface and face value, Mm -hmm. because you can read that and get a wrong perception of what it's actually trying to translate and for you to be able to interpret the way that it actually, it's meaning. So 
it seems almost contradictory because what is the Great Commission? The Great Commission is to go and make disciples of all all nations, mm-hmm. all people, anybody, everywhere, present the gospel, share the gospel. And throughout Scripture, you know, you do find being persistent is effective in people. Being persistent in your faith and persistent in your pursuit as God is persistent in His pursuit for you. It's powerful, it's effective, and it does change lives. Mm-hmm. And some people may reject the gospel at first, but then come to know Jesus. So it's like, okay, well, God, then then what do we what do we do here? So you're saying be persistent, but then don't cast your pearls before swine. And you know, so w- when does this when does this tension stop? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You've kind of already said it a little bit. Is that you know, like you, yes, you present you present the gospel to people. You present love to people, and that always should be on the forefront of your mind and your heart and how you present yourself to the world mm-hmm. is that God has pursued me, changed me, loved me, and now because of that, I can now express that same love and expression that he gave me to other people. Mm-hmm. And even for people that are in my life that I love that will probably reject the gospel at first, I don't want to just present the gospel and then just turn around and walk away. I want to be a little bit persistent. Like, you know, you like it's, it's almost as if like – you know something so great and like you want people so bad to know this same thing Mm -hmm. to know the same god as you do and you're like if you could just if you could just understand which is the whole point of why why we do what we do if you just knew how much god really loved you Mm -hmm. it would completely change your life so when do we stop i think more deeply when it's talking about you know don't cast your pearls before swine i want to ask you this question and then i'm going to kind of get into the answer what is the most valuable thing that you own Probably my car. Okay. Are you going to drive your car into a dumpster field and just leave it there? No. No. Why? Uh, because I need my car, and it would I would lose a lot of money if I did that. <laughs> you would lose a lot of value. Yeah. I think one of the things that is being imaged here is that God wants you to understand the value of what you hold on to your life. Mm. It is your salvation. Salvation is so valuable. It's the most valuable thing on the planet. Silver silver and gold cannot compare to the wealth that is mm-hmm. salvation. Apart from anything else in this life, the greatest thing that you could ever ask for, receive, or get is salvation. So God wants you to have a good perception of the value of what you hold on to, which is mm-hmm. the gospel. Mm-hmm. And when he's saying, don't cast your pearls before swine, yes, it's in a little bit deeper of like, you know, people might reject you and you need to let people be on their own, mm-hmm. think how they want to think, and believe how they want to believe because it's their free choice. That's, that's the beauty about our God, our God is that mm-hmm. he will never force himself upon people. Yeah. But he wants you to have a correct perception of the value that you hold and how you present the gospel to people that may in turn not let them reject you, but then come to know the same God that you do. So I think it's all about the approach. Mm-hmm. And you will have people that will reject you. You can, you can approach people in the most God-honoring way. Mm-hmm. And still be rejected by man. It's just, it's just life. So when do we stop? It's when you are now crossing the line of that you're not, you're not being persistent. You're just being annoying. Yeah. So like I asked this question at Bible study. This is probably a bad analogy, but I mean it's one that you can understand. Mm-hmm. So I asked. Uh, I was in like our little group, and when you brought this up for our study group, you're like, you know, ask this question amongst your group. It mm-hmm. was like, and I asked this question to Josiah. I said. If I come to you and I'm like, Josiah, go skydiving with me. And at first you're like, ah, man, nah, I don't want to go skydiving. That ain't for me. Whatever. But I'm persistent in it. For a while, it's not really getting to you. 
It's not getting on your nerves. You're just like, man, he really wants me to go skydiving. I don't mm. want to go skydiving. I don't know why he keeps asking me. At some point, though, the line is crossed to where now it's not that I want you just, just, just to go skydiving with me. On my side, it's innocent. But now on his side, it's like, dude, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. You're not like, I don't want to go. I've told you before, leave me alone. I don't want to go skydiving. Mm-hmm. Then that becomes the attack mm-hmm. because now now he's on the offense and he's protecting protecting and defending himself for what he wants to do with his life. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go skydiving. Yeah. So leave him alone about it. Mm-hmm. I think that persistence is key in the Christian walk. Obviously, be persistent with people. Share the gospel. That's what we're here for. That's the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Don't cross lines with people. Mm-hmm. How do you not cross lines? Apart from salvation, I said this in the other podcast that we were in, apart from salvation, the greatest thing that you can ask for is wisdom. Mm-hmm. To be able to know when you're crossing the lines is to first have wisdom. The fear of the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. Read Proverbs, seek the Lord for wisdom, get wisdom so that you can discern and decide these moments mm-hmm. and you will better know how to approach people and pull back. When you when you discern that hey I need to pull back a little bit mm-hmm. because now the gospel's not the gospel's not reaching them in the way that the gospel should be presented now mm-hmm. it's becoming annoying to them and I'm actually turning them away from God rather than pushing them towards Him mm, yeah that's good that's a good answer sorry good that's job, a long Lance. answer no but that was a good analogy good um, good way to think about it so yeah I think um, I think we've tackled that pretty well about mm-hmm. the aspect the principle of preaching the gospel of what this verse means and so i kind of want to get into a little <clears> bit for this um last portion of the podcast just investing into people like in yeah. your life whether it's not preaching the gospel but it's friendships relationships um people who are believers people who may not be but just like investing your time because i think we can where i don't think this is necessarily exactly what it's talking about we can pull this principle i think from there from this verse because it's similar Mm -hmm. um and so the question is 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 there a time when you should stop investing into someone it's very it's a very tough and tricky question it is and i I would say yes i think think there is a time when would you say is the time to stop that's a great question (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna ask you first so if you fail i can maybe not fail um so don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. I think it's a very similar um, way of thinking and principle as what we just talked about. Um, I think there is a time when you stop investing. Um, and I think that time is different for everyone. And mm-hmm. I think it's different for every situation mm-hmm. um, because there's so much context to go into it within the relationship. Like, is it somebody you, you've you known for a long time? Is it somebody you just mm-hmm. met? Is it somebody you know for a little while? But I think there's a lot of things you can look at to know when to stop. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't think, I think it would take a lot for me to stop. Like, I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. worried really about like wasting my time on someone mm-hmm. um, as much as I think some other people might be. Um, but I think, to a certain extent, I'm not going to invest as much time mm-hmm. as other people, you know? And I think it's um, when you find yourself on the end of you're the one all of the time to to do anything for them, to to hang out with them, to be with them, to invest time into them, to text them, call them, like whatever it is, however mm-hmm. you invest time into people within friendships. Um, and even somebody maybe that like you're trying to invest in and teach, like if they're not teachable, if they don't want to meet, if they don't want to, if they don't want to listen to you, like mm-hmm. there comes a point <clears throat> where like enough is enough, which is when it's just like, you're kind of your breaking point almost. If it's four times where they, 
don't want to listen to you like four different occasions where they don't listen to you like i don't know what the number of times is but it's like when you get to the point where you're like okay this is a waste of my time mm-hmm. like i think there's some moments where you're like oh well, maybe i just need to keep trying i need to keep pursuing like your mindset is like they might you know they can come around or maybe mm-hmm. they're listening i think it's whenever you get to the point where you're thinking you're <clears> like okay this is not going anywhere this is a waste of time i think that's the mindset whenever now mm-hmm. you're like okay i probably need to stop investing so much time into them because there's no return mm-hmm. and there's nothing being invested back mm-hmm. because that's going to be draining mm-hmm. as i'll get out like if you are the only one that's pouring into somebody that's like speaking life to them but like they're maybe struggling a lot not living right but not really trying to change and they say they want to mm-hmm. and they say they want like they want to change they want to um basically like they want to invest into youtube but they are not mm-hmm. like the more and more you invest into them like it's just going to be a one-sided friendship one-sided relationship mm-hmm. whatever it is and you're going <clears throat> to like why it's saying don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy like you're going to waste what you could be giving to somebody that actually would receive it and need it yeah. and could use it um and so i think i don't know if there's like a specific time to stop i think it's different for every situation but i i guess because it could the the mindset switch or whatever where you're like okay this is a waste of time that could ha- that could happen mm-hmm. earlier for some people could happen later for some people mm-hmm. um and so but i just think it's like when you get to that point where you realize this could be like a waste of time now you need to start thinking like okay i probably need to pull back and i don't think mm-hmm. we should i think it takes a lot to cut somebody out of your life like right. i think it's got to be like super bad for a long time or it's got to be they did something just absolutely terrible Mm -hmm. and even then like you still got to have a little bit of grace that's up to you but Mm -hmm. i think it takes a lot to cut somebody off so when i say not investing time it's like you can still like if they come to you Mm -hmm. like okay still like give them what they need or like be there for them but you're not giving them like extra you're not you're not pursuing them in like a friendship and you're Mm -hmm. not like going after them and like sending them whatever trying to hang out with them trying to like just invest in them like it's just going to be draining to your energy draining to your your passion draining to just you as a person and like then everybody else in your life is going to be affected too it's not just you um that's a big thing that i um i just talked about that i don't i don't know if it was in the last podcast or somewhere else Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm thinking but it's like whenever um it's not just going to affect you when you make bad decisions or in this case if you're investing into somebody that's it's just one-sided like that's not just going to make you tired and drain you but Mm -hmm. it's going to affect all the other people in your life and there could be people that are responding and you have a good relationship with and you're both Mm -hmm. pouring into each other like now you're not going to have as much energy for that and that person's going to be affected Mm -hmm. um and so i just said a lot but (laughs) i think there's um there's something to say whenever just your mindset is kind of like changes from you've almost given up and so now you're like okay maybe i need to think about is this person mm-hmm. worth this much time now i don't think you just leave them on out, mm-hmm. like leave them out in the desert like i just say you just pull back from investing so much into them because some people mm-hmm. just don't deserve you some people don't deserve your time um because I think some a lot of people you have a lot to offer and there's certain people who will receive what you have to say and will pour mm-hmm. back into you. But yeah. um, it's kind of a tricky 
tricky line because you never want to like just throw somebody out you don't want to be mean you don't want to be um offensive right um but our time time is valuable like time is gonna keep going regardless of what you're doing and so you gotta Mm -hmm. manage your time well and know that you know if like if it's draining you and it's if it's making you feel like you're doing a bad job or like making if it's hurting you like okay Mm -hmm. you need to so i always this is cheesy but i always think about this picture I see, I've seen a lot. Um, and it's like, sometimes, um, it hurts more holding on. And it's like a picture of a hand, like Mm -hmm. holding on a rope. And you know how, if you're ever like holding on a rope, like tug of war or whatever it is, someone's pulling it like that is painful. Like that hurts. If it gets wrapped up on your hand, like Mm -hmm. you could like lose a hand from something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just that picture of like how painful that is. And then, then you let go. And it's like, you can see in the picture that like the, the pain is like relieved right. or whatever where letting go hurts and it's painful um sometimes it's way more painful holding on mm-hmm. and so sometimes you just got to let people go you got to let them go do their thing um and you might both be better off for it they just mm-hmm. it just wasn't something that's going to work it wasn't a friendship mm-hmm. or it wasn't a a mentor and a uh, i don't know what the other side of mentor is mentor and a student type of thing like whatever relationship mm-hmm. with friendship um romantic relationship or um like a mentor and a student or Mm -hmm. whatever it is like all of those different types of relationships you have it doesn't matter all of those Mm -hmm. um it can sometimes be more painful to hold on to that person yeah than it is to let go one of the beautiful things to think you know talking about all of this this is like an elevated view Mm -hmm. of like the whole situation you know because it is true you know when you have people in your life that you're trying to invest in that you you want people to 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 want the same things essentially that you want. Like you're pursuing God. You want other people to pursue God. You know God. You want other people to know God. As it pertains to that, and you know, you talked about, you know, so it does, it does, you do create weariness inside of you. You do, it is exhausting and it can be draining. I think what's beautiful is to take a, take a step back mm. and think before I came to know the Lord, that was his pursuit for me. Mm. Is that, as much as I'm trying to fight for people now, that's how I don't even I can't even fathom how hard he fought for me mm-hmm. for for me to be able to come to know him. And where we grow weary and we grow drained, he never does. His pursuit is always for eternity. He mm-hmm. he wants his people. He cares for his people. He wants people to come to him and know him to to not let sin separate them, but rather close the gap because of his son Jesus. That now when he looks at his people, he doesn't see their sin. He sees his son and like that it's just it's just a beautiful picture of how mm-hmm. god even in our pursuits if we pull back god never pulls back yeah. from people he always continues to pursue people because god never grows weary mm-hmm. never grows tired i think it's just a, a beautiful picture of a way to look at that another thing you know i'll say is that i mean in my own life you know i have a lot of people and a lot of family that you mm-hmm. know they they know the Lord, mm-hmm. but they are what Scripture would define as living in iniquity. So there's a difference between sin and iniquity. Sin is missing the mark. You turn and repent from sin. Iniquity is continued sin that you know that you're doing and living in that you refuse to repent from. That's mm-hmm. living in iniquity. Mm-hmm. So they're they're currently living in iniquity. They know the truth. Mm-hmm. They know they know all everything that we talk about on this podcast. You know they could answer with flying mm-hmm. colors. Like they they have knowledge. They have a little bit of wisdom they have discernment i mean yeah. it's there and so like even like with those type of people like i spent you know i spent years you know trying to and in, still invest in the people that brought me up invest mm-hmm. back 
pull them back, encourage them. Hey, you know, God still wants to know you. God still wants, and this is all still true. And one of the things that I had to come to like realize is that yes, to an extent, I did grow very weary Mm -hmm. in trying so hard to get them to just get it. You Mm -hmm. know, like you want people just to get it, you know, and it's frustrating when people don't just get it. Mm -hmm. But then you had to take that elevated view of whatever and like think about, think about the Lord's pursuit for you before you came to know him. Mm -hmm. He wished that you would just get it. Yeah. That's that. That's the thing is mm-hmm. that, and we always have to keep that in mind is that you never turn your back on people. That is not what this thing is saying mm-hmm. whatsoever. You don't necessarily ever really stop investing, stop caring, mm-hmm. stop pouring into people. This is where wisdom comes in is that you analyze and you look at the situation and the people and who you're dealing with and you study their heart the way God study, God knows your heart. Mm-hmm. And you using wisdom and by the power of the Holy Spirit discerning when do I not necessarily pull back, but when do I give them their free will mm-hmm. and their ability to just come and go as they please, as frustrating as it is that mm-hmm. I want them to just get it. At some point, people are people mm-hmm. and they will just reject it. Mm-hmm. And you have to, to an extent, be okay with it that people are going to reject you. You don't necessarily ever re- really stop pursuing. You don't stop pouring into people you don't Mm -hmm. stop talking to people about this present the gospel always Mm -hmm. don't ever stop presenting the gospel but to the levels and the extremes that you probably started with you probably need to dial back a little bit so coming at you full force running at you full speed at some point i need to just jog Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's a good analogy but we'll go with it yeah good um all right, we're about to wrap up. I got one last thing I'm going to say, mm-hmm. and then if if you have something, you can you can say it after as well. Um, I was like looking at the life of Jesus because I think that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. That's who we're supposed to follow, obviously. And so I think a lot of people use the excuse, Jesus only had 12. I can't have more than 12. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something to look at, like Jesus only had 12 that he was investing a lot of time in. Mm-hmm. And then there was a few. Three. Like, yeah, the, Peter was one of them. Peter, James, and John like that he invested even more time in mm-hmm. um, because they get in, were like, they were there, they were ready to listen. They were um, attentive. They they were the ones that made themselves the most available. Mm-hmm. Um, and you notice that I don't think Judas got a, like got as much time as them mm-hmm. from Jesus. And I think that says something because obviously Jesus knew mm-hmm. um, what was gonna happen, but like he was still investing into the, into all the 12, you know, making the disciples knowing that Judas was going to be the one to deny him. But then there was three that he even invested more time into because they were there ready to listen. And where he only had 12, that didn't mean he neglected everybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. That's quite the opposite. He actually accepted everybody in the world. Right. But he had his 12, but then that didn't mean he just gave no time to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, what I want us to pull from that is you should have – a close group of people that you invest a lot of time in and they invest into you. You should have a few that you like invest even more into each other. But that doesn't mean now you just, Oh, I got 12. I can't talk to anybody else in the Mm -hmm. world. Like, no, Jesus still loved everybody. He Mm -hmm. came into contact with, gave time to people that didn't get any time from anybody else. Now it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of time. It wasn't like where he was spending nights with them. Like he was Mm -hmm. the disciples. It was when he was just out living Mm -hmm. life, walking around traveling, he would give moments to people and he would, he would give attention. He never ignored anybody. And so I think it's something to say it's powerful. Like, yes, have that, Mm -hmm. have the, 
the 12 have the three um but then that doesn't mean that you just throw everybody else aside right you you give you love people and you give them um you give them the time of day like mm-hmm. you, you you're just a kind person right. that's who jesus was because jesus didn't just have 12 followers mm-hmm. he had thousands of yeah. followers mm-hmm. thousands of people followed him and wanted to know to know him to learn what he was teaching to hear from him he had thousands of followers it was just the 12 of the inner circle that we get to see their life and mm-hmm. how god poured into them so yeah, all of that, all of that is good. Mm-hmm, for sure. So that's all I got. Lance, thank you for being on here. Um, I feel like this was a, a productive conversation mm-hmm. that people need to listen to. And so uh, thank you guys for watching, for listening, wherever you're at. Uh, hopefully this was inspiring, challenging, mm-hmm. and encouraging. Love you guys. See you on the next episode. Peace, Peace. out.